This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, and good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is number episode, wait a minute, this is episode number 134, and I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? So, we were joking about the uh, live entry introductions versus dead or... Um, pre-recorded maybe we should have maybe i should have pre-recorded what i was going to say <laughs> maybe 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 <laughs> so it's, it may be a little bit early but as you can see i'm hitting the sauce yeah i see you're you're drinking your hooch and it's actually it's booch booch yes <laughs> i didn't quite get it right this time it's not as fizzy as my previous batches have been there's a little bit of a fizz mm-hmm but it seems to go like straight from sugary tea to vinegar. Yeah. With no middle ground. Mm-hmm. This batch. I can't quite dial it in. So not sure what's going on there. So how much alcohol is in it? It's like I mean it's like maybe, less than one percent. Yeah. 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 It's not much at all. So. Yeah. Well I know uh my oldest daughter likes to drink it and it does you know, and she's you know, she's buying it from you know, stores yeah. and, and it's not even sold as a alcohol no. product. So I think it's got even less alcohol than like O'Doul's or, you know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's, it's, it's negligible. So. Yeah. So. Well, good. Yeah. Well, was it good? It's tasty. It's, it's just tasty. not, it's not as fizzy. So not as fizzy. Yeah. The first batch I made, so I used, you know, I, I didn't, oh, anyway, I was just playing around with it and it like went straight to vinegar. Yeah. So I saved some of that and used it as, wait for it, vinegar. What? <laughs> I know. So, uh, so that worked out fine. And then I found that you can uh, do a second fermentation, not unlike, you know, with beer sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I just made another batch of tea, threw more sugar into that, sweetened it, and then threw it back in there again and ran it around. <laughs> and second time, it came out a little better. So we'll see. Never waste a good kombucha or a good crisis. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Boy. So, I mean, what kind of crisis could we possibly be in? I mean, the the world is, you know, half of... Half of the United States wants one person to be their president and the other half wants somebody else. And and then everybody really would rather have neither of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that because I wasn't even thinking about that crisis. (laughs) I was thinking about the ongoing uh, ransomware attacks that have been clobbering healthcare systems for the last, well, increasingly, but notably last week. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, um, you know, the, the, the race has not yet been called as far as president goes at the time of this recording. We're still, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely leaning Biden, no question. But the, I, I guess it, the race hasn't been called yet. Yeah. So who the heck knows? Yeah. Well, and I would rather them just take their time and do it 
do yeah. what everything that needs to be done rather than the whole litigious operations of I'm going to sue you over X, Y, Z. And you know they're going to, though. Regardless of who lost the election, you know, I expected lawsuits. Yeah. So yeah. All I can say is it's good for the economy. You know, thanks. You know. <laughs> I know. How's the You're, market doing these days? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting you mentioned the economy because I'm taking a macroeconomics class right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if turmoil like this is generally good for the economy long term, but I would have to um, – start analyzing how this affects uh, things like uh, the GDP, mm -hmm. um, aggregate supply and demand in the short and long runs, unemployment factors, etc. So are you taking micro or macro? Macro, big okay. picture. Big, big picture. picture. Okay. Yep. So uh, yeah, and it's, it's interesting. And uh, for the first time, I think in one of these classes, the discussions are actually interesting. <laughs> feels like I'm talking with a bunch of people who are genuinely interested in the product or in, in, the, in the, the projects and the mm -hmm. process for learning and um, not all a bunch of idiots, which is nice. Yeah. So, so something that you had, you had sent me a voice chat and um, you had guessed at how many recessions were guessed. Do you remember those numbers? Ah, uh, I don't. I remember talking about it, but I don't remember the numbers. So I don't, uh, I will, I don't know the big number of how many, how many recessions that we've had. I want to say that you said it was like 400 or 300 yeah. and some odd recessions. Yes. We have experienced. Yes. And your question was how many of those were predicted? Mm -hmm. So my thoughts were, well, I would say maybe one third of them were predicted. You know, I mean, just seems like somebody would get that right, you know, at least one third of the time or maybe a, even a quarter of the time. And, and you said that you guessed four and the actual answer was like six. Yeah. I mean, that is a crazy number. Well, well, one, it's crazy in concept that nobody could predict these recessions. Mm -hmm. So if you know you are at less than 1% guessing. Why even guess? <laughs> Nobody can see this happening, right? Nobody yeah. can predict it. Yeah. Or just predict it every day. It's going to happen today. Yeah, there will, be a there will be a recession. Predict, And if you were to predict recessions ongoing, you'd probably be uh, more likely, more accurate. You, yeah. You know? If, if you just choose C, you'll be more accurate than... <laughs> Bingo. Just choose C across the board. Multiple choice. C it is. No, I just thought that was interesting because I would think as much as I have heard people talking about, I well, we predict it, you know, that it's going to be, a, it would seem like more people would be right than that. But yeah, just, so it goes. <laughs> the biggest thing is those, you, you, you know, the, like in the first week's lecture, you learn about the business cycle and it's essentially a sine wave. You know, mm -hmm. the economy grows, it shrinks, it grows and shrinks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unemployment is always a factor. Inflation is always a factor. Rising and falling interest rates are a factor. The question is, what do you do, you know, and what does the government do to address this? Yeah. And it's interesting because like, as a, you know, relatively self-centered uh, consumer uh, American, you know, investor here, like 
if I want to borrow money or I want to buy a new house or, you know, a new car or something, I want low interest rates. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, yeah, I wish the Fed would lower rates. But then when I'm saving money, I want high interest rates. You know, if I'm saving and I want the economy, I want the stocks to go up, et cetera. So um, it's interesting though now is just seeing things in the bigger picture, how, mm -hmm. and you know, what effects have what, um, you know, are, is, is trickle down economics a thing? You know, when the money goes back into the economy, how does that work? Well, yeah, interesting thing. So it's, it, it's educational. It's interesting. So I had, we have historical terms that we've talked about and we learned about in school, but if you don't ever put them into practice and you don't live in politics or government, they, they mean very little. Yep. Uh, but right now, um, fascism is is more realistic than we've ever experienced before and somebody said the term and i was like you know honestly i've got to look it up yep. you know i i know it's not a good thing but let me look it up what is the what is that it, you know and a lot of these things the it, fact that you looked it up though that's a good thing <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> the fact that you said huh i don't know what that means i'm gonna go look it up yeah great Great. <laughs> well, and a lot of these things sound good on paper. Sound good if you're talking about computers. But if you're talking about people with real emotions, real, you know, flat wheels, you know, I mean, we all have flat spots on our wheels. We all have our own little problems. You, when you enter people into the equation, they mess it up. Because you know, fascism as a concept is everybody working together for national good. That doesn't always, it, that sounds like a nice thing as I say mm -hmm. it like that. Mm -hmm. but it also means, you know, your bad things could happen to your child because that's not good for the country. Well, mm -hmm. oh, you know, th then it becomes, okay, now I see how these kind of things are, are really bad. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of those aspects. So I was on the plane last week. Yes. You went to Cal California, huh? California. And, uh, so, you know, we're, we're flying Southwest and everybody's doing it right now, but we, we just happen to be flying Southwest and there's the middle seat, which is open. So everybody's two to a row. And this guy is sitting in the front front row talking to his friend. He's interacting back and forth with the person beside him. And he's got his mask under his nose, which we know is not effective. But he's talking to his friend. And a woman two rows over, well, one row back and on the opposite side of the aisle yells over to him, pull your mask up. And he just looks at her like, who are you? Are, are you for real? You need to pull your mask up. You're not doing it. And she says something else. And, and he just turns and ignores her, you know, goes back to his conversation with his friend. Mm -hmm. uh, we all know that that's not an effective way to use your mask. So that's, that's also, not not an, also not an effective way to get someone to change their behavior. Yeah. But anyway. So, so she raises her hand and yells at the attendant you know, the, the flight attendant, he won't put his mask up right. He doesn't have it right. And, and the, the guy behind her says, mind your own business, Karen. 
(laughs) 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 And, and the guy looks back at her. He says, lady, I don't speak to my children the way that you're speaking to me. You know, he didn't, he didn't get up, you know, and it didn't escalate and, that's it, good. Yeah, so that was good. I was glad I wasn't on the news on that plane of, you know, <laughs> but he just he's it was it was just funny the guy says, "Mind your own business, Karen." <laughs> Using the meme, the memes Using of our meme. cultural uh yeah. Uh but in the, you know, and the flight attendant, you know, did nicely ask him, "Hey, go ahead and put your mask up, right?" And and he he did. He complied. He wasn't he wasn't being a jerk, but there was just no call for of, you know, this woman acting like this. And then there was an older man sitting by beside me, probably close to 70 says, well, that's what fascism looks like. You know, <laughs> and I was like, I think I need to understand this. Does concept. It though? Let's take a look. <laughs> Let's look that up. Oh boy. So, yeah, well, on the topic of masks and things, uh, Massachusetts is uh, back in the red zone. Uh, Medford, my, my home uh, hometown specifically. Yeah. So we're back to lockdowns starting tonight, 9.30 p.m. All businesses have to close, stay-at-home orders, you know, only go out like if you're getting groceries and whatnot. No large gatherings. That's been curtailed and shrunk back down again. Yeah. Because as a society, we're too blanking stupid to do what's, you know, to know our own good. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Wonderful. Yep. <sighs> so, yeah, my dad was calling you like, yeah, hey, you know, just wondering, you know, got any plans for Thanksgiving? I was like, yeah, probably staying right here. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if you could come up and like, yep, dad, don't feel like killing you this Thanksgiving. If it's all the same to you, I'll stay here. You know? <laughs> okay, well, if you can make it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, if you can't make it for Thanksgiving, can you kill me for Christmas? That'd kill be you for Christmas. Make New Year's at the latest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so that's fun. Um, yeah, what else? What other? What other fun things? We we uh, so we missed an episode last week because yours truly was in the thick of incident response. Uh, not directly, but darn close. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, my largest engagement is with a hospital healthcare network for which mm-hmm. I manage security operations. And uh, it's now public knowledge, but last week, uh, UVM Health, uh, formerly uh, UVM Medical Center, mm-hmm. got whacked with ransomware. Yay. Yay. And uh, so uh, our health network is uh, you know, a peer to theirs. So that kind of got the board of directors and the trustees attention. And of mm-hmm. course they wanted to know like, are we safe or you know, what are we doing? It was refreshing because as my boss likes to say, never let a good crisis, you know, never waste a good crisis. Yeah. Uh, in, this, in this case. Um, so we were able to advance a few security initiatives that literally have been taking with no progress mm-hmm. and in a matter of a week make more progress than I have been able to get in two years. <laughs> so like, uh, oh, well, to get, um, you know, the latest version of uh, Sophos uh, Intercept X on our servers is a two-year project. 
Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, after a little bit of nudging, well, maybe a couple months. Yeah. So, you know, like, still woefully inadequate right now, given the looming threat. You know, if we get ha- hacked and you know, ransomware starts to go through the data center, uh, two months is not going to be enough time. Mm-hmm. But the other way to look at it is it's a lot better than two years. So, <laughs> yep. there you go. Yeah. Well, and... <sighs> So, so that was the that was the crisis that I've been working on last week. But um, but you had a big uh, a big um, uh, event uh, kind of thing, technology wise, right? Yeah, I did. Well, and and so and before we go to that, real quick, oh. so I had one of my clients, a medical client, small, uh, yes. small. They reached out to me, and they said, "Is our cybersecurity and our firewall up to date? And are we good?" And of course, I have managed them and they would be up to date and they would be good if they would take my advice that I gave them 18 months ago. (laughs) You need a new firewall. You need a cutting edge firewall. Well, not cutting edge, but the, the new technology where it's constantly monitored and it's not even terribly expensive. They're small enough that I can get them a Meraki for $1,000, which is not terribly expensive. And they're like, no, we don't want it. We don't want to spend the money. We're, we're a small business. We can't afford it. You specifically asked me, did I get you the firewall? No. We, your firewall is two years out of expiration, which means it's a five-year-old firewall right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're. You, I think next time when they ask, if they ask you the question, you're, you just answer no. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, anyway. what I should do is I should just install the new firewall and just add the money to their bill, and they'd just be fine. But you know, you can't do that. But eh. some people do. Some people do. <laughs> yeah, it's not the right thing to do, but uh, so. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> the ends justify the means. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. If they get co- well, yeah. Because if they, if I, we were to stop a compromise, it'd be worth it. Yeah. If the, if they don't get compromised, or if they do get compromised with this lout with the old firewall, it's still going to be you know not worth it. <laughs> you know, as far as like the, it, it won't be worth the trouble that we have to go through. You know, because right. it would have been worth one hundred and sixty-five dollars monthly sure. fee on a firewall. And again, that gets to this whole, like, how do you determine what it's worth? You know, like, what are you trying to prevent, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to prevent a breach. Um, you know, we're trying to prevent a, a, a very expensive breach. So therefore, to do that, we need to spend some money. How much are you going to spend? You know, how long... Mm-hmm. Can you spend that much every year? Does that justify the breach? Do you need mm-hmm. to spend it once every 10 years? These are all business decisions and mm-hmm. the business owner has to make these decisions. And if they choose to just not make any decisions, not a great option. Yep. Not, not a, a great, great option. option. So, but anyway, on to fun things. Yes. So, so yes, you are right. I got the new iPhone 12 yes. on Verizon's 5G. So I am impressed with the phone. The, the hardware is faster. 
I didn't expect it to be noticeably faster. You told me it was going to be the fastest CPU ever made by Apple. And I'm oh, well, good. It'll be a shade faster. I won't notice it. I did notice it. <laughs> and I did notice the display was a little crisper. Okay. Uh, not significantly, but still a better read. Okay. Um, the camera is really good. Um, you know, okay. and of course I bought the pro cause I, you know, I'm bigger, I'm more focused on the camera. We, we know you're taller than me, Adam. You don't have to rub it in. <laughs> no, I have a, I, I place more importance on the camera than you do. Uh, yeah. but it does, you know, it's got LIDAR built in, so it handles the low light really well and it really takes some great pictures. Uh, the, the big kicker is the 5g. The you mean Verizon 5G. Verizon 5G, which everybody says there's 5G throughout the whole country. You watch the commercials. There's 5G throughout the whole country. I'm in my home in residential Hendersonville. I don't have 5G on my yeah. phone right here. <laughs> now, not at all shocked face. Yeah, and, and I'm not rural. I mean, I hear the yeah. interstate going by. I, you know, there are a thousand houses in my or in my community here. So we're we're pretty dense and we're pretty rural or yeah. urban. We're very uh, urban. It, yeah. you, you you can't you can't believe anything they say. I mean, <laughs> it's just like you have to wait and see it yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the, the, like the only thing you can generally trust is. If, um, if, if the uh, coverage map shows a blank spot where, there, where they admit <laughs> that there isn't any, that you can pretty much bank on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah you, I was you, looking at uh, jumping ship and switching, my, uh, switching over to like T-Mobile. Mm -hmm. And for me, it would probably be just fine. Of course, just as I'm ready to do that, Verizon makes the 5G announcement. Mm -hmm. So who knows how long until, you know, AT&T and T-Mobile have caught up and they have 5G. Mm -hmm. But the big thing is that uh, T-Mobile has a real giant gap in Vermont. And my dad is on my plan. So I didn't want to, you know, suddenly his, make it so suddenly his um, phone doesn't work half, you know, halfway around the state. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, was, that wasn't great. Well, and, and supposedly... Uh, AT&T and T-Mobile and Sprint have 5G coverage throughout yeah. the United States. But everybody, like, is it, is it really 5G? I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following the commercial. The, the lady on the commercial says it's nationwide coverage and they pull up a map and there it's, you go. Pra it's practically pink to if it's T-Mobile or it's practically blue if it's AT&T everywhere. 5G. Uh, 5G everywhere. Now, uh, you know, so you and I did briefly get to experience the 5G uh, because there yep. was a section of my neighborhood that actually does get 5G. And as I was driving through there, you know, we were talking over FaceTime and it was just as clear as if we were on the, you know, on the land. Yeah. Right Absolutely. up until I went back into LTE. <laughs> yep. And boy, it was very clear when that happened too, you know. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, no, I was really impressed. The the speed was, you know, it I it was seamless too. You know, you went off of your Wi-Fi and went on to five G, and just I was like, all right, that's that's pretty slick. Yeah, that's pretty slick. Yeah, well, and that's that's the reason I did go with it is is really the five G, and I want to be able to you know test it, see where it's good. Uh, and, and I don't really understand, I don't understand how last in January I talked to Verizon and asked them about 5G and they said, you know, in my area and they said, it's not even on the, it's not even on the agenda for this year in Nashville. Well, now all of a sudden I have it and it had, the year hasn't been over. That's kind of impressive. they, they They changed the agenda. They had changed the agenda, changed the scope, or they were they were already building it and were unwilling to release that they were building it. Yeah, yeah. Even though everybody knows they were because everybody was building out their 5G networks. <laughs> so, so, um, so biggest change then, you say you have 5G is a noticeable change. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what, which, which iPhone, which 11 did you have prior to this? So I had the 11 Pro before. Okay, but not the Max? Uh, not the Max, no. Okay. And I don't this one the... is a Max or is it just a Pro? Just a Pro. Okay, um, so you don't have the largest phone, mm-hmm. but you've got the top of the line. Top of the line Pro. Size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not a Max. That's just too big. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. And, you know, again, it's funny. Like, when I get larger phones, I generally don't regret it. Mm-hmm. But I do like a smaller phone for the portability factor. If yeah. And I rarely take a phone out for a run. Although, like the last uh, couple of times I went out on a run and due to the, you know, the security incident that I've been monitoring, I would want to be participating, even just listening in on WebExes. Mm-hmm. And twice while I was out, the call on my watch just dropped. And yeah, it happens every now and then. It's happened definitely on my phone, but it seems to happen more on the watch. Mm -hmm. So there could be times when I would want to carry the phone. And when I mountain bike, I always take my phone. Mm -hmm. So for those instances, I like having a smaller phone. Yeah. But then when it comes to just using the phone, you know, large screen is nice. Mm -hmm. Not even just like, you know, you can see more. That's one thing. But typing on a small keyboard just sucks. Yeah. And, you know, going back is hard. So I just don't know if I'm quite ready for the full phablet experience. (laughs) I think I'm probably ready for a larger phone come next time. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Well, and I seriously considered, because I loved my my SE, you know, the, the, the small, the small form factor, the last small form factor that they made. And the new mini, I mean, we've talked about that is, it is the full screen. That whole thing is interactive touch. There is no edge to it. And that really seemed, I would really like the idea of that, but the, the camera's just not as good. I would give up things for that portability. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to do that. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most times the large, the, the, the largeness of the phone is not that big a deal. My, my pants pockets are usually big enough to, to fit it. Yeah. Well, and the battery life is bigger in the bigger phones because it can hold a bigger battery. Right. <laughs> it yep. seems kind of counterintuitive. It seems like it, it would be less because it's driving more screen, but I guess there's a, a, a return on investment <laughs> in the proportion. Yeah. Well, proportionally, <laughs> you know, there's more battery 
proportional, you know, there's more battery than screen. Yeah. You're getting there. So, yeah. yeah. So there yeah. is the, so, but cool. So I made a couple of technology purchases within the last couple of weeks as well. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to save one of them for the nifty. Okay. But the other one, which I know, I know I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Damn you, Elon Musk. I hate you. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I pulled the trigger and I bought a full self-driving capability for my Tesla. And as, just as with autopilot, the name is complete <laughs> bovine scatology. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know if you saw, but about a week, uh, two weeks ago, um, they released an early beta of the FSD, full uh -huh. self-driving capability, and it looks really impressive. Mm -hmm. Still, hands on the wheel. Of course, Elon says, oh, this is level five autonomous vehicle. It is not. It's not even close. <laughs> Lies, you know, but essentially just like unlimited data plan. You know, mm -hmm. full self-drive does not mean full self-drive. <laughs> so yeah. that's the thing. Um, it looks like a significant improvement over autopilot, though. I mean, autopilot is stay in lane, you know, mm -hmm. and cruise control kind of thing, really. It's, if you expect it to be more than that, you're in for a headache, yeah. maybe worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did plunk it down. And, you know, with the economy, the way it's been booming, my Tesla stocks actually are kind of uh, at a point where they're almost going to offset the um, the lower price that I could have paid if I had bought it in July. Mm -hmm. Not quite, but yeah. all right. So, um, but once again, in classic Tesla fashion, they managed to find another way to just tick me off. They say, <laughs> well, we have a 48-hour return window. So if you choose not to do the full, you know, after you've uh, made your purchase. Right you can change your mind for a full refund within 48 hours. Right. But <laughs> they don't actually give me the option to do the hardware installation to support this beta, nor am I like part of the, of this beta. It's not an open beta. It's a limited release beta, right? Uh -huh. So sometime within the next two weeks or so, I supposedly will receive a notification saying we're ready to schedule your installation of your hardware upgrade. <laughs> so the 48 hour return thing, it, it's meaningless, you yeah. know? So yeah, it's like, just for buyer's remorse. That's all. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much, but you don't have a chance to experience it because you haven't bought anything yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, that's typical, but anyway, mm -hmm. my car will have a, a hardware upgrade coming at some point. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Question. You don't have winter snow tires, do you? Is that a thing down where you live? Uh, I have all terrain tires on my truck. Uh, we don't, we don't have to do snow tires. We, right. we just get so little snow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Elizabeth's van, yep. she's got all year radials. If it snows, gotcha. we just don't drive her van. Gotcha. Cause mm -hmm. I've, I've alternated here in, in Vermont. It's not an option. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Massachusetts, it, you know, you can get away with some, you know, mm -hmm. with me, with, with a rear wheel drive car, no. but, but it weighs two tons. 
So there's a, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's some offsets there. Um, plus I have the chains kit, which we've talked about, you know, on the, on the, the show a bunch. Yeah. Um, but I probably will do a switch, but Tesla will do tire changeovers for you. And they charge like $170 to do that. I don't even remember what it costs. Totally worth it. Yeah. Well, I, I've got to find out, but I'm going to call the, um, the local, um, you know, service station down the road. Mm -hmm. So, um, just see what they do because last time I had a, t oh, I had a flat tire a few weeks ago, uh -huh. another slow leak, another screw or a nail got in there. And the last time this happened earlier this year or late last year, late last year, I think, um, I had purchased my tires through, um, town fair tire and I got their warranty, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I went through this whole rigmarole. I called AAA, but I also had another roadside assistance with my credit card. So I decided to try them as well and see who could get here first. Yeah. Neither was a great experience. Um, got my car all the way back to town fair tire where they said, yep, we can do it. Oh, but we can't do it today. Uh, we don't have it in stock. And then they only prorated it and did the changeover. So I ended up still spending 80 bucks. Yeah. And I said, you know, <laughs> this time what I did, um, I pumped up the tire. I drove it down to the local service station and paid them 25 bucks to plug it. There you go. Done. Yeah. So, yeah. Learned learn my lesson there. So that was, that was much better. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so we, we shall see. I, I did put a link. You can see examples of the full self-driving beta in progress. It looks very impressive. Um, I've heard a number of uh, skeptics and totally believe them when they said that, you know, what's going to happen is people are just going to start taking their hands off the wheel, going to sleep behind the wheel, whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see, though, like what the controls are like this, because I don't know how people are getting around it i guess no i do know there are some things you can still do some tricks you can fool autopilot right mm -hmm. now i don't know if um if they've changed that with the new version probably not um but i know tesla for instance does not have um like um you know eye focus you know like cameras to watch where you're looking at to okay. make sure you're, you know and um the way they make sure your hands are on the wheel is you have to like you have to feel, it has to feel you like driving like a, driving a car, like in an old seventies TV show, you know, you're just yeah. doing this all the time. <laughs> uh -huh. That's how, that's how the Tesla knows that your hands are on the wheel, mm -hmm. but you can fake it mm -hmm. uh, easily with, uh, you used to be able to fake it with a piece of fruit, like a banana or an orange. Mm -hmm. You just stick it in there and apparently it had enough capacitance or whatnot to make the steering wheel think that you were driving. So then they changed that. Um, but I've been able to fix it by taking a small water bottle and just hanging it on the, uh, on the steering wheel because there's enough sloshing going yeah. around, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I checked that like in my parking lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want is driving along your car with a water bottle hanging off of it. Right? Mm -hmm. But I know there are ways to fool it, which people are probably still doing. Because I still even, like up until earlier this year or last year, saw reports of people asleep for miles on Route 95. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how that happens. I don't, because <laughs> mine starts screaming at me within, you know, like 30 seconds or so if I'm not like 70s driving. So yeah. I don't know. Well, and, you know, I guess I'm just really old school in that I don't like, I don't like my technology taking over 
for me. Uh, now I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind something when, when I start to go off the edge, like if I were going to sleep that some sort of alarm or something happened. Yep. Um, I mean, there's so many practical things for that. Let's say that I'm driving with my family and I've had a heart attack and my family's asleep in the car, yep. you know, and I start drifting off, this would alert them, you know, at least. <laughs> you know. Right. But alerting them's not going to do much. Well, they could at least turn the car off. They could do, you know, I mean, rather than them just all ending up in the ditch and dead along with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that would but, be But nice. I mean, if you're driving and they're not, they're going to be like, what, grabbing the wheel from the passenger <laughs> side and hoping, you know. Yeah, hoping. But, you know, that, that's about the only – but I cannot stand when my car doesn't do something I want it to do uh, because it has overridden me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is my, you know, Tesla autopilot never overrides you. Uh -huh. You know, it may start to do something stupid, but you still have control. Yeah. So it's, you know, anyway, we'll see. Will will that stay the way forever? Who the heck knows? You know, down the road, they'll probably, you know, down the road, we, for one, will have to welcome our robot overlords or some such. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, what else we got? You had mentioned a couple of other things. Um, we've, we've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, so I had mentioned, well, you also mentioned a, a tortilla chip that we might come back to. So I, um, I just was looking on a um, news article, and there is the concept. Is, it's the, let me pull it up. Um, the Nixon, or it's, they probably call it Nixon, uh, the Dutch, where they just take, they have a time scheduled where they sit and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not a, it's, it's not a brand new concept. I mean, there's biblical concepts of, you know, lots of cultures take a day of rest, yes. a, a Shabbat, a, sure. you know, it's it's reasonable to work six days and take one day of just really rest and recharge. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of not ever taking a, a day of rest. You know, so even my, even my day off, I don't do my vocation, but I work my butt off doing something else. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is like, you know, d it depends. What are we talking about? Rest from what? Rest from what? Uh, are we talking about just sitting around and doing nothing? And according to this article, we literally. Kind of are. Yeah, literally doing nothing. Uh, and, you know, and this article talks about, you know, how the physical benefits, the mental benefits. And, and I, I, have, I agree with this. I mean, at one time, I really tried to take a, a Shabbat every week and not, not do anything really physical, you know, I mean, not so, not so law keeping that, you know, you don't even ride an elevator or, you know, <laughs> if you're, if your ox fell in a ditch, you couldn't go in the ditch and get your ox out, you know, not, not that literal. I hate when my ox falls into a ditch. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I got to wait till tomorrow to get him out. I know, that thing's heavy. He's not getting any lighter while he's sitting there. Yeah. But I could definitely benefit from from a day of rest mm -hmm. um you know and, and also not you know some people rest uh by 
getting drunk and watching football all day long. Well, the end result is not very restful. You know, nursing a hangover the next day and uh, overcoming gluttony of, you know, the garbage that you ate, Uh you, you drop the alcohol, just eat chips and salsa all day and see how you feel the next day. You, you know, you're not going to feel good. Your GI tract's going to be all upset. Your, uh-huh. your, your nutrition is all upset. So, you know, I could see the, the benefit of that. And so, I, and I even wrote in there, I was like, should we have a rest challenge? I mean, we, we have our push-up challenge. Should we have a day of rest challenge? That, like maybe we commit oh. to uh, it, one day a month where we actually do nothing rather than because I, I don't remember the last day I did nothing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, nothing. So, so a question. Now, because mm-hmm. this seems like a, um, uh, a fine line, mm-hmm. but uh, how does that compare to meditation, mindfulness, awareness? I would say that meditation would would be a would be that would be included as an allowed because it's it's not a reflecting is not a uh, is a bad is not a bad mental exercise you know okay but it's but it's not nothing it's not nothing yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so zen, some, zen some, meditation is nothing but well you know or that's the focus it's supposed to be completely you know you're emptying out your mind etc etc you know well, so in, in my day of rest that, you know, <laughs> that I'm describing that, that you and I are, you know, dreaming up right now, it would include contemplation, not, not doing and, but, you know, contemplation. So let's say that, let's say that I had a problem at work and I, and I just was and and I was going to sit there in the couch and I was going to think about it. I, I would say that I would be allowed to write a note. Not do it, but let's say, you know, like, okay, this server needs this. I need to write, you know, I think it's fair to write down your note, but then release it. You know, just, okay, yep. I came up with this solution. I'm going to write it down. That's a tomorrow task. Don't start yep. on the task. Don't do it. But that's what I would imagine. Yep. So I suppose, I mean, you know, and I'm sure that there are people who would say that, you know, nope, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, he would, you know, if I were going to do it, I just have to come up with my own rules. What is, what is restful and relaxation and recharging for me? Because, uh, I mean, if a leisurely bike ride in the park, not a, I mean, you know, you, one could argue that that is not restful, right? It depends on how hard you're doing it. Sure. You know, if, if you decided you wanted to make a run, but it was a leisurely, you know, I ran a 5k in the beautiful weather yeah. by a Creek to me, that's not. <laughs> and, and see, so yesterday was a 10k day. The day before I did just that. It was so nice out. I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to go outside. Yeah. I had gone out the day before it was cold. I was wearing my sweatpants and a sweatshirt, which dramatically changes the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the next day it was sunny and warm. I was like, yeah, I, I want to go out. So I went out and I just did a 5k mm-hmm. and yeah, sure. It counts as exercise. Yes. But it felt great. And I was just, you know, I wasn't working hard. I was just out for a jog. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Today yeah. I'm tempted to do the same. Cause you know, again, it's uh 72 degrees and sunny right now. Yeah. Like 
I'm, as soon as we're done, I'm probably going to go outside, even though today's <laughs> supposed to be a rest day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I would say anything reasonable that recharges you rather than diminishes you. Yep. You know, if you run a marathon, you're definitely going to be exhausted. That's going to be an exhausting endeavor. Unless you're one of those nut jobs who runs a marathon every day on your lunch break. Well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you could argue, you could definitely argue that's not good for your body to do every day. You should take a rest. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who does it every day would probably argue back. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, and it wouldn't be worth the argument. <laughs> it's just a marathon. I'm only running a marathon. Come I'm on. I do this yeah. every day. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe we'll think about that. Maybe we'll try to do a, a rest challenge. A rest challenge. <laughs> if, I get, if, if meditation counts as part of, you know, is con considered rest, or, you know, again, like you're saying, I was thinking a yoga class, right? Is, is, uh, is a yoga class restful? Well, you know, if it's a Bikram class, probably not. Yeah. If it's a yin yoga class, that's fairly restful, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I guess got to figure out what that line is. But yeah. Well, is watching I, TV, does that count? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I watched, you know, a series of TV, like I, I binged watched a whole season of something all day long, I, that would exhaust me. I mean, I would be, I would be exhausted. I'd be like, oh, my brain is now mush. So. I watched like three episodes of uh, season two of Vikings last night. Yeah. <laughs> but see now if I were to watch the, I mean, everybody has their favorite movie series, you know, let's say that I picked one of my favorite movie series to watch. Mm -hmm. That might be restful to me. <laughs> you know, if I want to watch the, the, the first three star Wars because I really enjoy it and I'm just going to, you know, it's Wait, when you say the first three, do you mean the first three or the first three? The first three that were made. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, Mandalorian is back. Yes, it is. We've watched I, the first episode. I have not yet seen it. I will probably reactivate my Disney Plus subscription because this <laughs> month I have the Mandalorian. Next month we have uh, WandaVision, the uh -huh. continuation for, of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Okay. It was supposed to have been in August, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was supposed to have come. Mm -hmm. And it was hilarious because I was looking up yesterday, like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, new release date. And the top result in Google shows is like, this will be released in August 2020. Article updated 11 hours ago. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm waiting. So. Uh -huh. so does your Disney Plus uh app kind of stink as far as like you click it and it, you, it does a lot of spinning and you, you have timeouts when watching i don't remember but i didn't do much with disney plus when i had it um i had it for a month so i could watch hamilton mm -hmm. and then i think like on one like lazy night i decided to use it to watch um you know one of the avengers movies again mm -hmm. and that was about it so i don't remember a lot of experience with the app well, on so I've got my Apple Fire um, TV up there. Apple Fire TV. Not Apple Fire. <laughs> Amazon. 
Amazon Fire. I've got the. Uh, it's a newer one. It's I'm, I'm. It's not the latest, latest, but but yep. we run an Amazon on that TV. Yep. And uh, all my other apps go fine. Yep. My Hulu, my Netflix, uh, but it's all built into the Amazon. So I go into there and I go to Disney Plus, and it takes longer to get into Disney Plus than any of the other apps. And then sometimes I get glitchy. And, and it's been that way the whole time we've had it. So I, you know, initially I thought, well, it's, a, you know, it's like being overtaxed. You know, a system yep. has got too many users on it. Yep. And when Disney Plus first came out, everybody was watching The Mandalorian as right. well as everything else. So I was like, eh, it's fair. Let it buffer. Let it yep. catch up. But here we are, you know, a year later, and it's still kind of buffering and acting like it did the first time around. Uh, Could be the app. It may not be the service. Yeah, I don't know. I'll let yeah. you know though, because I'll, I may, I may tonight re enable it. Yeah, I want to watch that. One of my favorite podcasts drops on Twitch tonight, but they don't start recording until eleven p.m. my time. <laughs> oh, I generally watch the rerun the next morning. <laughs> so. so they they do the podcast live on Twitch. Yep, okay. it's it's a bunch of uh, people playing um, uh, playing Deadlands. Oh, okay. So, and I'm a Twitch <laughs> subscriber. I use my Amazon because when you have Amazon Prime, you get to subscribe to one free channel per month mm -hmm. on Twitch, which is nice. Um, so I use it for them, which means I can watch it without commercials. Um, they do eventually release it as a podcast, but it seems like they haven't gotten around to releasing this series as a podcast. But again, it's a week later. Uh-huh. So, you know, and, and there, there's a lot of fun, but I'm, I, I love the show. I don't like it enough to stay up until 11 o'clock because it's usually a four hour episode. Oh yeah. I don't feel like staying up till 3am my time to watch them. You know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get it in the morning. That's fine. Yeah. That'd That's be good. So did you do the Packy? I guess that's how you say it. Packy one, one chip challenge. Not this time around, although I did just order my newest chip. Yes, I paid $7 for a freaking tortilla chip. For one tortilla chip. For one chip. But you may remember, I did take the challenge a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And that is one of my videos on my YouTube channel. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll do another one here on the, another episode uh, on, on Blurring the Lines when I try it out. Carolina Reaper in Sichuan Heat. Yep. Woo! Can't wait. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> it's uh, definitely the hottest chip I've ever had. No question. No question. <laughs> so we shall yeah. see. Very good. Yeah. I, I'm glad that there are some people that enjoy different things like that. Cause I, I have definitely toned back on my super hot foods stuff. Um, along with like consuming alcohol, I'm aware of the effect that it has on me. Now I know what you're thinking and it's not that, yeah. But it's just that like exercising is not pleasant when super when when there's an inferno in your stomach. <laughs> and you know there's never like a great time to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like if I eat a hot if I had I um so last night I made um uh I had some pulled beef from my monthly uh, uh meat delivery subscription, mm -hmm. right? pound of pulled beef and this stuff is delicious it's amazing <laughs> threw it in the slow cooker onion beans bunch of spices let it stew for a few hours 
wrapped it up in tortillas, you know, flour tortillas. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it like, okay. And even then, you know, it was like Friday night or third, well, it was my notional Friday, you know, Thursday night. I like, I looked and I even, I, I looked and I said, I could put the habanero sauce on it, but then mm-hmm. what if I wanted to work out this? I, my plan was to take a yoga class this morning. Yeah. Didn't get to it. But I was thinking, I was like, I might not feel up to that in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like my, my, my tolerance for hot is still up there. No problem. Yeah. But the craving for it is definitely diminished. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, and, and those plants make themselves hot so that people don't eat them. That's their self-defense mechanism. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> I'm going to eat poison. And it's going to be awesome. Bring it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't, you know, the, the concept, I didn't, I like mint. I like lots yep. of, I like my gum to be mint. Yep. I don't like bubble or, you know, whatever. Uh, but mint is actually an irritant. I didn't, I mean, from our, from our skin and our response and our eyes and membranes, it, mint is an irritant. But it's a mild irritant that we like. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some friends I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was like, huh, I didn't think they're like, yeah, that's why it's like cool on your skin or what, you know, because if, if you had, if you took mint, like I, I actually grow mint as an herb. If you take mint and you get the oil on it and if you were to get it on your eye, mm-hmm. you know, it would be an unpleasant, not quite burning sensation to be the, the cool Sensate, that cool sensation that you experience on your tongue is not right. a pleasant experience on your eye, you know, yep. or even if you rubbed it inside of your nose, that membrane would be like, Ooh, that's an irritant. You're probably yep. going to be blowing your nose for at least a few minutes. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Well, on the topic of exercise and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I have a nifty. All right. I purchased, and you can see sporting here on this arm, uh-huh. the Wahoo Ticker Fit. Wahoo. Wahoo. <laughs> so it is a heart rate monitor. That's all. Uh-huh. Not a step counter. It's not a calorie burner, not a workout tracker. It's, it's a heart rate monitor. Full okay. stop. So you might ask, well, why do I have a heart rate monitor when I've got the one of the most expensive heart rate monitors right here on my <laughs> yeah. wrist? <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't work that well. That's why. <laughs> so the funny thing is, and I think we mentioned this on the show, that um, you know, the wrist is not the optimal place for taking heart rate. Yeah. Optimal would be like right over the heart, right? Right. But chest-based straps are a pain. Now, historically, I didn't get one of those because I wanted to wear something in Krav Maga. And, you know, when you're getting punched in the chest a bunch, you don't want to have your sensitive electronic equipment getting punched all the time. Yeah, I can see that. Um, That said, I never didn't really wear the watch during workouts much either because I don't want this expensive computer on my wrist getting all pounded around and stuff. Right. So a friend of mine, friend of the show, Scott Wilsey, he recommended a few weeks that I just buy this ticker fit, you know, Bluetooth um, fitness tracker here, the heart rate monitor. And it pairs with the Apple Watch. So mm-hmm. the Apple Watch uses it for heart instead of its own built-in mechanism. I said, okay, fine. Um, but then why don't I just wear the watch up here uh-huh. closer to where I have the heart rate monitor? 
Yeah. And I did that for a while and I noticed significantly different heart rate readings, significantly different, like 20 beats per minute difference. And it's much more believable that my heart rate is probably not routinely up in the one nineties. Yeah. You think? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, so now what I'm seeing is that, you know, it's usually in the one forties, one fifties or so when I'm running Mm -hmm. and I was getting these more consistent readings, just wearing the uh, watch. So I said, you know what? I'm probably just going to do that. Why would I buy another piece of equipment when I, all I need to do is slide this up. And it was fine. I did that for weeks. It was great. You know why I would do that? Why I would buy the other piece? Why? First time I went out and when it was snowing. (laughs) Can't really see the watch all that well when it's up here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I caved and I bought this. So 80 bucks, Wahoo Fitness Tracker. Um, And yeah, I, I haven't decided yet. I don't think it really seems to affect battery life that you know, because I don't know, because instead of the Apple watch doing its constant, you know, light flashing thing during a workout, mm-hmm. it's got a Bluetooth connection going between the two. So which uses more battery? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but overall, you know, it's, um, it's pretty cool. It's a little uncomfortable. It takes some getting used to, mm-hmm. and I do have to adjust it every now and then because I am kind of sensitive to, like straps and pressure and clamps and things like that. Right. So, um, so I definitely have to, you know, like loosen it a little. And then of course it starts to slide down mm-hmm. the wrist, which kind of defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have to adjust it a little bit, but it's not so much to be terribly annoying. Yeah. And this is the price that I'm willing to pay, you know, as part of my, uh, my entry fee to the quantified self uh, arena that I'm a definite member of. So <laughs> the light's still flashing right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You, you know, turn it on, press the button to hold pair on the watch under your Bluetooth settings and it says connected and you're good. Cool. That's it. And that's that. So, and on that note, I think I would like to go and uh, take this thing out for a workout because it's absolutely beautiful outside. Yeah. We didn't get any of that snow that you got. We got some of it, but it's gone now, and that's why I want to go back out. <laughs> so, listener, if you have questions, if you have feedback, if you have a nifty that you'd like to uh, let us know about, or if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, let us know. You can reach us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, where I am Nicolaitis, N-I-K-O-L-A-I-D-I-S. And Adam is Sublime Comp. That's sublime comp. Uh, <laughs> you're also at sublimecomp.com. I'm at nicolaitis.com, paradigmcc.com, yogawithpeter.com. I'm not on Facebook. Adam is. Good luck finding either of them. Whatever. I don't know. You'll find us. You know where yeah. to find us. Um, and that, I think, pretty much wraps it up. Is it? Oh, yeah. Wait. Wait. There's one more thing. There's one more? Big red button! To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.